Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Nun Tes in Maseches Psachim. We start with Nun Ches Amun Bez, second line up from the very bottom, Tanur Banon. Until now, we've been talking recently about the fact that the Korban Pesach is very unique, and one of the unique aspects is that it's brought after the Korban Tamid Shel Bein Harbaim. There are no other korbanos that are brought after the korban tamid shel beit harabayim. In fact, we finished off daf nun chesim and beis, talking about the source for such a thing. It says hashlamim, right? Alea hashlam kol hakorbanos kulan. We will see. This is a mitzvah asay. It's interesting. It's not formulated as a los asay. In other words, to bring a korban after you bring uh, the korban tamid shel beit harabayim is not an aver elot asay, but it's a violation of the assay of bringing the korban tamishel ben narbaim last. However, the psachim is not exactly the only exception, and that is going to be uh, the topic of today. Okay, as we proceed, the fact that it's an assay is also going to be relevant, as you'll see. I, I've, I've teased it enough. We can begin. Tanur Rabbanon. Tamid kodim lepesach, pesach kodim lektores. So here we see a brisa that shows you that after the Korban Tamid Shel Bein Arbaim is brought, the Korban Pesach isn't the only activity that goes on over here in the base of Mikdash. You have, may be rebuilt soon. Okay, We have, after the Korban Tamid, the Korban Pesach, obviously only on the day they bring the Korban Pesach, right? And then after the Korban Pesach, they bring the Ketores, right? Which is basically you're burning incense, Right, you you're burning incense really twice a day. You burn it once in the morning also, and all, and then once again later in the evening, okay. And then kateris kodemes laneros, and then you light the menorah. So at night, as we arrive at Nantesimet Aleph, we see that at night we are setting up the ambiance, as I like to call it, right, with the incense and the and the and the romantic lighting, so to speak. Okay, so we have the lights, we have the incense, and that goes on all night. Now, what's the source of the idea that you do the Korban Pesach after the Korban Tamid? The Gemara wants to know. So says the Gemara, here's the source. Yuchar davar shenemar bo ba'erev u'bein ha'arbaim l'davar shelo neemar bo ba'erev ela bein ha'arbaim bilvad. In other words, the Korban Pesach has two allusions to the fact that it's said that it's done at night, right? It says, it says, Shom Tizbach Hesa Pesach Ba Arev, right? So it says that it should be, right, Shechted or, right, in the evening. This is with regards, obviously, to the Korban Pesach. And then in Shmos, it also says, Vishachatu Oso Kol Kahal Adas Israel Bein Ha'arbaim, right? So one's in Sefer Dvarim, one's in Sefer Shmos, but you have two different Psukim. One telling you that you bring the Korban Pesach at night, in the evening, and the other one says, Bein Arbaim. So, since we have two allusions to the evening, it's the eveningest of them all. It's the one, therefore, that's brought, says the Gemara, um, after the one where it only says simply, Bein Arbaim. Right? Bein Arbaim is referring to the Korban Tamachel, Bein Arbaim, as we quoted yesterday. Okay. So, that is a sort of a logic. Um, and we can make that inference. We could say that if something is 
emphasized, doubly emphasized, that it's done later in the evening, that that would be the reason why we bring it afterwards. Tosfos asks uh, an interesting question here. The very first Tosfos, just two lines. Yuchar davar, afagav the tamid tadir. It's shechlemichtav, the havamina shapesach yaktim mishumalea hashlem. Right? In other words, this is an interesting idea of tadir, shvesheino tadir, tadir kodem. As we know, a lot of times we have to make decisions as to what we're going to do first. And so when we have to make such decisions, we say, well, typically just do that which you do commonly first, right? If you're deciding whether, I don't know, you should learn, uh, right? An, an analogy would be if, if you're deciding whether you should uh, learn dafyomi or learn something you learn weekly, so do the daf first, right? We do the, the thing that's most commonly done every day first. And certainly the tamid shalbein arabayim, which is brought tamid all the time, it's brought daily, Every evening should precede the Korban Pesach anyway. So why do we have, even have to learn this? So the answer is, well, that idea of deciding the order of things based off of Tadir Sheino Tadir, Tadir Kodem, is really when all things are being equal. That's like a tiebreaker, right? If all things are being equal, so then you have to decide. So do the one that you do most commonly first. And we utilize, we utilize that principle often in halacha, right, when we have, when we have those uh, issues. However, right, when it's an actual reason to do one before the other, like in the particular case of Aleah Hashlem, when the Pasuk specifically tells you that, right, that you're supposed to do the um, Korban Tamid last, so then in that case you would need an extra Pasuk to teach you otherwise, because that's not everything being equal, right? You actually, in, if you were in violation of a say, then even if the Korban Pesach was not Tamid, we would have to consider doing it uh, beforehand. Anyway. Even if the Korban Pesach, right? In other words, then the idea of Tamid Vesheino, uh, uh, Tadir Vesheino Tadir, Tadir Kodem is, is not what we're going to utilize because that is only as a tiebreaker, but not as a fundamental. It's not going to go after a Pesach if we have other considerations. Okay. So, be that as it may, that's why we bring the Korban Pesach afterwards because it has two allusions to Barav and Bein Arbaim. However, the Gemara asks, See, Hachi, Ketoros Veneros Nami, Niktimula Pesach. When it comes to Ketaris and Neros, according to the Brisa, we first bring the Korban Tamid, then we bring the Korban Pesach, then we start setting up the incense and the, and, and the lighting. So why are we doing the incense and lighting after the Korban Pesach? That should be last, because after all, as we just said, the Korban Pesach is the only one of them that has the double emphasis of both Ba'ariv and Bein Harbaim. When it comes to the Neros, all it says, Uva halos aharon esad Neros, bein harbaim yaktirana. So that is simply a one allusion to bein harbaim. So why is it done after the Karm Pesach? So the Gemara answers to that, shiny hasam, demiat rachmana oso, the Tanya. Uh, what's, what's, what does the Pasuk say? Oso. Oso. The Pasuk, when it's talking about the guitarist, says, Yaroch oso, um, I'm sorry, the menorah. It says with the menorah, Okay, so the menorah, it says it should set it up. Aha. So there's a limud here that you're setting up the candles for all night. There's one thing that's lasting throughout the night. That would imply that that's the last thing. How so? Let's see the Gemara. Tain lami dasa. Uh, you learn from Yarocha, uh, 
Yarocho saw Aron Vanav Meir Boker, Tenamidasa, the menorah should have enough oil, Shetahedolekes Meir Vad Boker, that should light all night. Or alternatively, what it means is that the only avoda that's really valid right from the evening until the morning is the sliding of the menorah. Okay, so that is somewhat uh, of an answer because it really means that this is really the last, right, this is the last avoda. It's the one avoda that really is sort of the last thing that we do at night and the first thing that we do in the morning, the one thing that kind of holds us over throughout the night is the lighting of the menorah and therefore that should be the very last thing. The lighting of the menorah. Very nice. Or, my taima, so Amar Kura, what's the reason? Uh, how, how do we learn that? So Amar Kura, Yeruch, Oso, Aron Avodav Me'ervad Boker, that's the only thing that is Okay, so that has to do with the Neros. And then the Gemara says, finally, why, what does that have to do with Ketoros? Why is Ketoros also here? That, where, that possible was regards to Ketoros. It says, And Ketoros is, in fact, is going to do, is going to be treated the same way that the Neros are going to be treated very nice. Wait, the question is why? What, what does Qataris have to do with Neros? So you have to look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Uvahalos Aronis Neros, Bain Har Baim, Yaktirana. When you learn about the Qataris, the Pasuk explicitly says, right? In Shmos Lamed Ches, Paraklamed Pasuk Ches, it says that when they, when they light the Neros, that's when the, they burn the Qataris. So that's, in fact, those two are totally intertwined, and therefore you bring the Neros with the Ketores, and you do it at the end, once you've done everything, once the dust has settled, the blood is drained and all of this, you are setting up Neros and Ketores, and it's gonna be this calm vibe. Okay, that is how we do it. Now, that's the first uh, version of the Brisa. There is a, however, as we're about to quote 13 lines down, a second version, a second Brisa, that has the order a little tiny bit different as follows. Vitanya, we learn in the Brisa, Kikushin, relevant to our question, our question of the Korban Pesach being after the Korban Tamit Shabbat Abayim, and it says as follows. Tamid Kodem Elektores, Ketores Kodem Eslaneros, Veneros Kodem Pesach. Okay, there the order has some similarities. First of all, the Korban Pesach is still after the Korban Tamid, so we have the same issue. And the Ketoris is still before the Neros, so we still have that uh, Oso aspect of Neros being last, um, or at least later than Ketoris. But the problem is that instead of the Korban Pesach being before the Ketoris and the Neros, the Korban Pesach, according to this Brisa, is the very last thing. Wow. Ketoris Kodemus and Neros, Veneros Kodemus Pesach. Here the Korban Pesach is being done the very last. Says the Brisa, Yuchar. A source. And the reasoning is, the reasoning we had said earlier, right? If we have really what, what's going on here is two competing limudim. The fact that it says both Ba'erv and Bain Arbaim by the Korban Pesach indicates that that should be the very last thing. However, the fact that it says Oso by the Neros and then by association with the Ketoros, that indicates that they should be the very last thing. And sure enough, we have Bryces that tell us both. That, uh, one says that the Pesach is after the, the Neros and Ketor, uh, the Neros and Ketoros, or Ketoros and Neros, as it were. 
and the other one has the the Ketaris Neros later. And that's what the Gemara is now going to address. It says the Gemara, V'haksiv oso. Okay, we have the limit of Berev and Beit Arbayim being together, bringing the pe- indicating that the Pesach would be last, but we also have the oso, which indicates that the Neros should be last. So what gives? So the Gemara answers, Hi, oso, mi baile lemute avodah shebifnim. That this version of the Brisa that has the Korban Pesach last is learning something else from Oso. It says it's just excluding something that's performed inside, very just inside the Bifnim, which is the Katars. Because after all, right, it's most reasonable when it says Oso to exclude the Katars, which is to say this is why the Katars is before the Neros. Because again, the Menorah is inside. And the Kataris is inside. But the Korban Pesach, that's outside in the Chatzar. So that's how Rashi explains it. Rashi is saying, since the Korban Pesach is outside in the Chatzar, so when it says, oh, so, it's not really excluding everything everywhere. It's just excluding that which is uh, in the inside, which is to say, this is how we know that the Neros follow the Kataris, that it's the last thing after the Kataris. And in fact, that ends up being the case. Then both prices, the Neros are after the Katoris, that's consistent. And so that's what Oso is trying to teach you. Okay. So as the right, as the Gamarhia says, Hi Oso mi baila the mutai vada should be fname, my new katoris. Sakadaita Khamina, you might have thought, Hoyloksivalos Aronas and Nairos Bainar Baim Yakti Rena. Right, there may have been a thought. The Pasak itself, right, makes it sound possibly like the Katoris should be after the Neros. Right? This is why you need a lima to teach you otherwise. Because the Pasuk's order, the order there is that when Aaron Akoin is going to light the Neros, that's when he fires up the incense. Well, that sounds like first you got the Neros and then the incense. But it is ambiguous enough that when you have the Pasuk of Oso, you could say the following. You could say, Amos says the Gemara, Nadlik Neros Beresha, Vehadar Naktir Ketaris. So you might have thought, that first you light the Neros and then you uh, bring the Kataris based off of the order in the Pasuk. Miet Rachmana Oso. The Pasuk teaches you with the language of Oso with regards to the Neros, right? And so that is how you learn that first you light, so for, that, that's how you learn, right? That first you um, fire up the Kataris and then you do the Neros last. Um, or at least relative to the Ketaris. Okay. So then says the Gemara, El Bain Harbaim Yaktirena Lamali. So how do I explain the fact that it just says Yaktirena Bain Harbaim? So the Gemara answers, no, Hachikam Marachmana. Be'idon Shemad like a Neros to him, Miktura Ketaris. It just means that at the time that you're lighting the Neros, the, uh, the Ketaris should already be burned. Okay. So again, that, that is not how you necessarily would have understood the Pasuk to begin with, but at least you know that the order is, the Ketaris is burnt, and then the Neros are lit. And then there's just two versions of the Brisa. One version has the Korban Pesach afterwards, um, because it gives precedence to the idea of the fact that it says Ba'erev and Be'ner are buying both by Korban Pesach. The other one has the Korban Pesach before, because it, it holds that the word Oso, right, it, which is in reference to the Neros, is not only modifying the Neros with respect to the Ketaris, and saying that the Neros are after the Ketaris, but it even, it says that the Neros are after the Korban Pesach, which are, uh, right, which is done outside in the Chatzar. Very good. Okay, so we've analyzed the end of the day, 
the exceptions. I promise there's no more exceptions that are of anything that's brought after the carbon shell Ben Arbaim. I already know that I'm going to break the promise, even within this stuff. I'm going to, we're going to learn one more exception. So it wasn't really a promise. Anyways, so that's with Ben Arbaim for now. Let's, in the middle of the page, or for you orthodontists out there, 33 lines up from the bottom on Nantesimit Aleph, so before the Tamit Shel Shachar is also a time where typically you don't make a Karbanas. Just like you don't do one after the Tamit Shel Ben Arbaim, you don't bring Karbanas before the Tamit Shel Shachar. As follows. Says the Gemara. Tan Arbanu. Ein chadavar shekodem lo Tamit Shel Shachar ela Ketaris Bilvad. So as we said, Ketaris is broad in the evening and it's also broad in the morning. So Ketaris is done at the end of the long day and before we bring the first Korban as well. How do we know that with respect to the Qataris? Shinemar ba, ba boker, ba boker. Right? The double boker. Just like the double evening by the Korban Pesach had been important, the double boker here tells you this is the first thing in the morning. Good. Okay. Ba yukdam Qataris, dover shinemar ba boker, ba boker, dechsev hikter lav aron, Qataris samim ba boker, ba boker. Right. Um, so let the, right, let the Qataris be, Right? This is just fleshing out what we said. Where it says, it should be before that which it only says once, right? Which would be the carbon tamid, right? Um, the carbon tamid of the morning, it only says once. So the beginning of the Brisa just mentioned the Limud of Bokir Bokir, which teaches you that Kataris is before the Korban Tamid brought Shel Shachar. Good. The end of the Brisa gave us the aforementioned fourth exception, which we teased just a minute ago, which is that not only after the Korban Shel Korban Tamid Shel not only to bring the Kataris and the Neros and the Pesach, but also this Mechusa Kippurim, an Erev Pesach. Remember this guy? Who's the Mechusa Kippurim? So as we said, if you have a Zav, a Zava, a Mitzorah, you led us. We've already discussed this in the context of Truma. They go through a procedure, right? They have to bring Korbanos. They have to bring Korbanos. On the seventh day, they do uh, Tvila, right? They, on the seventh day, they, uh, they dunk in the Mikvah. After that, they can eat Meiser. Then they have what's called Ha'er of Shemesh. Once the sun sets after the Tevila, they can already start eating Truma. And then they have to bring a Korban. And then that's called Mechusr Kippurim. Between the Ha'er of Shemesh and the Korban, the Mechusr Kippurim, once they bring Korban, then they can already eat Kadshim. Okay. So now, right, and then that's, they're going to have to eat. They're going to bring their special the special karbanos on that eighth day, okay? And therefore, once they bring their karbanos, they can already eat kachim. Now, why is this relevant here? Well, it's very important because what if you're one of these unique cases, a singular case, you're a mitzorah or a zav, which means you're a dude, right? This is talking about males who have to bring the carbon pasach. As fate would have it, your eighth day falls out on Erev Pesach. Oh. So now, you didn't bring your carbon yet. 
you could have brought your carbon right on that eighth day, and that'll be perfect. But you haven't brought it yet. Well, now that you haven't brought it, you can't eat kachim yet. The carbon pesach is kachim. Once you are, have this obligation of eating the kachim, if you don't eat the carbon pesach, you can be chayiv and isra kares. Right? You have to. That's a very serious idea. You're supposed to eat the carbon pesach. It's a very. It's another unique aspect of the assay of carbon pesach. However, you're still a mechuser kippurim. So it's for that reason that we say that you have to, or we are going to allow you, even though the carbon tamid had already been brought. In other words, right, the carbon tamid, and this is going to play into, fa- into effect what we said before. There's a chiyuv assay of bringing the carbon tamid last. Okay. The Torah says the Torah and Eros are an exception. So the chiyuv assay doesn't apply to that. Right, and that's why Tadir doesn't apply. That's just an exception to the rule. But here we actually have to make some deductions because we have a chiyav asay of bringing the carbon pesach, and we have a chiyav asay of bringing the carbon tamid last. But the carbon tamid shall ben arbaim has already been brought, as we mentioned already in the beginning of the parak, right of tamid and nishchat. Maybe the reason why this individual was uh, confused was because the carbon tamid shall ben arbaim is in fact brought an hour earlier. On Erev Pesach, he thought, hey, he shows up for the 2.30 Mincha, and he's like, hey, we already davened at 1.30. It's Erev Pesach. Come on, get with the program. So, he missed it. But now he's got a conundrum, because he's got a chiv asay of kares, of Karim Pesach, and you have a chiv asay that doesn't have a kares associated with it of bringing the carbon tamid last. So to this individual, we say, okay, because Achiva say is so strong, we're going to make an exception. Let's read this all inside. So first of all, Tovel Shenis is just another interesting chiddish, you could so call it, that, right, he already did the original tvila, and then at that point we were waiting for the, he, was the, he became a tvul yom, just you should know that after he brings the carbon, you also uh, you're also dunking the mikvah again, and then you're really ready. Okay, so be that as it may, that is the Tanakama in this brisa. The Tanakama holds that the one exception to the additional exception to the rule is the mechusikipurim on erev Pesach. However, Rabbi Shmuel Benoshel Biyochanan Broka Omer Af mechusikipurim b'sharimos hashana shetova va'ochel b'kachim la'erev. Wow, this is not just an isolated, like, one million case of a guy whose eighth day falls out on Erev Pesach. This could be a daily case. A daily case. Um, Burbam almost fest, fell off his chair. We were learning this slide last night. I said, this could be a Tuesday in July. And he almost fell off his chair because he says, uh, or it could be, um, you know, a, a Tuesday in January because apparently... Um, Rabbi Aryeh Leibowitz, the great Dafyomi master, said, or it could be Tuesday in January. And then he said, ah, Dafyomi coincidence. But that's a, that's a synthetic Dafyomi coincidence, isn't it? That's a straw man. Okay. Anyway, so he, so he said, anyway, it could be a Tuesday in July, right? Because, Baruch Shekivanti. I had July, I had January, it doesn't matter. So, Af Kippurim Bishari In other words, right, this conundrum really could happen every day. A guy shows up late from Mincha, and it's his eighth day, right? And so now he has to, right, uh, deal with this conundrum. He has the assay. It's still an assay to be able to eat the shlamim and to be able to bring that korban on the eighth day. 
however, it's not an assay that carries a karis with it, the same way of the carbon pesach, but still, right, Rab Yishmael, B'nai Shal B'yochanan ben Broka holds that, you know, listen, this is a very important thing, and for this, we're going to allow an individual to bring his carbon even after the mincha has already been daven, so to speak, even after the carbon tamid Shal Ben has already been uh, brought. Okay, why Amazing. We're going to let him uh, bring his carbon and and then do his second tevila and then eat his kachim in the evening. We're going to see that this is going to be modified. Rishma is going to have to be modified such that much of the carbon had to have been brought before the carbon tamid. But without further ado, we'll read it inside. Says the Gemara. I understand the Tanakamo says that this is a very singular event that happens on Erev Pesach because See, I wasn't making it up. You, because we have an Asei Doche Asei here. Now, you might ask yourself, is there, is there a lot of Asei Doche Losa Asei uh, Hawk over here? Yeah, you better believe there is. Because after all, we know the concept of Asei Doche Losa Asei. Classically, let's say Tzitzis. You can have Tzitzis that are, you learned the beginning of Yavamas, we'll get to it at some point, Bezrat Hashem, right? The, um, in the first, in the first uh, blot over there in Yavamas is, a, is like three or four blot devoted to the concept of Asei Docholos Asei. It's hard enough to keep all the, all the dictums of the Torah, but sometimes they even contradict each other. So, right? so when they contradict each other, it's very interesting. So now you, we have a Chiddush, that an Asei is Docholos Asei. We usually think of a Los Asei as being more Chomer than an Asei. But if the only way you can accomplish tzitzis, let's say, is if you need it to, in a certain context, is if to have a violation of shatnes, right? So if you can avoid it, so then obviously, right, there are a lot of different, uh, halachas that they have to be simultaneous and unavoidable, et cetera, et cetera. You see all that you will, when we do that, maybe we'll do it with all the tosis and we'll see. Um, well, but be that as it may, right, we have sometimes the idea being that if you have two psukim that are teaching you si- simultaneously opposing things, so how do you know where to go? So we have, right, parameters. We have laws. So with asay, doche los asay, that's a chiddish, because typically we think that los asay is more chamor. But if we say the only way to accomplish this is, say, is doing the los asay, so that's like Torah, the Torah teaching you the exception, and therefore you do the asay. Here you have two assays, and they're both kind of even though it's circumstantial, right? The guy put himself in this position. He could have, right, brought his korban earlier on his eighth day, and then he wouldn't have this conundrum. But as as it turned out, he didn't. So now he is faced with a true conundrum. Does he do the assay of the korban, of the, uh, korban Pesach, uh, or do you, the assay of the korban uh, of of the end of his, right, purification period, or does he do the assay of doing the korban tamid last? So the Gemara is saying, in the case of the Korban Pesach, that's an easy, that's an easy conundrum. Because Yavah say the Pesach sheish bokares, v'yitcha say the hashlama she'en bokares, right? The Korban Pesach clearly would seem to trump, as it were, the Korban of hashlama. The idea of hashlama, because one has kares and the other doesn't. El Rabbi Shmuel ben Hashem Yochanan Broka, who says that this could be a daily occurrence, my ulmei dehai asay mehai asay. How are you going to say, why would he think that the asay of doing this, this last korban and bringing this last korban is more important and thus allowed to be done after the assay of bringing the korban tamashil ben abayim last. 
So to that, the Gemara answers, Amar Avina, Amar Avchista, Hacha Bechatas Ha'ofas Kinan. Ravchista has the following um, resolution of the conundrum. He says, no, we must be talking about the, the poor Mitzorah. In other words, Mitzorah, who has a lot of money, is going to bring the beef. But Mitzorah, who is an Ani, uh, Mitzorah at the end, on that eighth day, is actually, as we'll see, he's bringing a lot of Karbanas. He's bringing an Ola, he's bringing Asham, he's bringing a Chatas. So the lamb for the Asham, I don't think he can get around, right? And he's bringing a bird for an Ola, so that, that he's bringing. But he's bringing the bird uh, for the Chatas as opposed to the, right, for the Chatas, he can bring either a, bur- a meat or chicken. So he's bringing chicken, so to speak, because he's bringing fowl uh, because of the fact that he can't afford the beef. Okay. So why is that significant? Because when you bring the chicken instead of the beef, you know it's not literally a chicken, it's a bird, but I'm calling it chicken instead of beef. Okay. Um, then you bring the bird instead of the, the, the beef, right? In such a case, right, you're, all you're getting is the blood. In other words, you're not eating that. You're not eating that oaf, the chatas oaf. And because you're not eating the chatas oaf, then it's not a problem. All you're doing is sprinkling the blood, and that's not what we call bringing a korban after the tamid, right? There's no assay here because you brought the korban tamid last. Afterwards, right, all you're doing is, is bringing the blood. So that's already okay. Okay, so now, in other words, it's not really considered bringing a korban after the tamid. That was, we'll call that the teretz of Ravchista. Okay, and that's how, uh, that's how he's answering this idea of Yishmael B'no Shabbiochanan and Broka. Um, it occurred to me just now that, you know, one could say that with regards to the Neros and the Ketoros also, that's not really a korban either, right? That's, or maybe it is. In other words, it's certainly an avodas, a mikdash, right? But it's not, it's not actually putting something on the Mizbeach. So put that aside for now. Anyway, uh, I, I think the answer might be that it's just, that, in other words, that is a, uh, that, that is an, a true avoda, and here, Einam is Bech El Adama, maybe that's even happening before, because we'll see in the Hemshech that, right, we know already that there is a, a process, right? First you do the Shechita, and then you do the blood, and all the blood services and the spritzing, and then you put the animal on the Mizbeach, and you burn it. So this is, becomes relevant because we're going to see that the one thing that you're not allowed to really do is put an animal on top of the Mizbeach and burn it to eat, right? That's the one thing that can't be done after the Korban Toda Shalbein, the Korban Tamid Shalbein Arbaim has been brought. That's the one thing that you can't do. We're going to see that the second Teretz, which is coming up right now, is going to even highlight that more as we Continue and we say, Rav Papa Amar, he gives an unbelievable answer. He says, Let's say you have a more wealthy Metzora, right? And so he can afford more than chicken, he's bringing beef. Amazing, amazing. What is he doing? He actually brings the carbon, and that happens, we'll see, before the carbon Tom and Shalbain Arbaim is brought. But sure enough, it's, he's brought it so late that he has to actually lift up, bring the carbon, and put it on the Mizbeach, but he can't burn it. 
because that's the one thing you can't do. The one thing you can't do is cook that carbon chatas after you've already brought the carbon tamid shalbein harbain. But to put it on the mizbeach is okay. Wow, that's an incredible, that's an incredible limud, right? It says umalina baroshel shem mizbeach. You put it overnight, right? So you already did the zrikas adam. That was important, right? But this idea is that you could put it on the Mizbech and you could leave it there and then you're not in violation of being makriv, right, the korban afterwards, even though you're putting it on the Mizbech. That's not the key. The key is burning it and then eating it after the, the korban or, or just burning it on the Mizbech. And here you're not going to burn it on the Mizbech. You're going to leave it until the next night without burning it. Right, yesterday we were concerned that the carbon Pesach is going to spoil. Yeah. Yeah, this is overnight, which is a longer period. Right. So, so that the fact is, first of all, wouldn't it spoil? Also, isn't it a violation of Nosar? Right? Now, first of all, I don't think you're going to eat this. Right? So we're not as necessarily concerned that it's going to spoil. Carbon Pesach you're going to eat, obviously. Right? That's... that's Essential to the Akarvas Korban Pesach. And we're going to be learning a lot more about Kachim and Karbanas overall. But over here, the, the, the other question is, even if it does spoil, are you allowed to put it on the Mizbeach and let it spoil? I mean, like, is that how you bring a Korban Chatas? And when are you going to burn it? So, when we get to Zvachim, we hear that leaving it overnight is actually Lina, that that Isser, which we know is an Isser, right, is only if it's not laying on top of the Mizbeach. That's the amazing part. Leaving it on top of the Mizbeach, even though, as Kalman says, it's going to spoil, the animal can actually leave the Chatas on top of the Mizbeach over, overnight. It's going to spoil, but he's not eating it. He's burning the Chatas the next day. Now, it's going to be interesting, we're seeing the Gemara. You can't burn it before the Korban Tamid, because remember, the Korban Tamid has to be the first thing that's burnt in the day. So you can't burn it uh, after the Korban Tamit Shel Ben you also can't burn it before the Korban Tamit Shel Shachar. So what's going to end up having to happen is the Kohanim are going to, and we'll see this in the Gemara coming up, the Kohanim are going to have to discern if there's any such animals left, Korban Oschatas from the night before, right, they're going to have to wait to burn those animals and sort of Make, keep track of what's on top of this Mizbeach, they're going to have to burn those animals after they've burnt the Korban Tamid Shel Shachar. Amazing. Now, when is the Kapara being taken place? So, whereas we'll see, the Kapara for certain Karbanos, right, is done by the eating of the Kohanim. The, we're going to see that. Uh, however, when you have the Chatas, the Chatas is just being all burnt. So that, the Kapara is done by the Hazar Saddam. So there's certain, like, very important times, the, the most essential times for the kapara. So for the, for the, um, for the chatas, it's the actual hazar sadam, which he did before the tamid, shall bein harbain. But then once he did that, you could just stick it on top of the mizbech, let it rot, as common says, overnight, and then the next day you burn it, but after the tamid shal shaka. Let's see. So that is the suggestion of a papa, an interesting suggestion. Okay. Now. With regards to the first answer, the first answer was it's just a bird. It's just a bird anyway. And since it's just a bird, all we're doing is, all we need to do is spritz the blood. And therefore, we're not really bringing a carbon anyways. And therefore, but we already said, what do you mean it's just a bird? That's the carbon chatas. But this is Asham and an Ola. 
what are you going to do about those? And you can't get away, right, with doing just a bird for those, because as we said, right, the ashram is going to have to be a uh, behemoth. So let's see, right? It's going to be a lamb. So says the Gemara, yeah, but the Mitzvah is bringing a carbon ashram. What are you doing with that? So of Papa, I can understand the corner of Papa, Yeah. So the ashram, okay, fine. So you have the beef, you have the animal, just stick on the top of the Mizbeach, let it burn in the morning. How's Rav Chista, whose whole answer is based on the fact that it's a bird for a poorer Mitzvah, how is he going to deal with this? So Gemara says, Amre Shakarav Ashamo. Okay, well, the case was where he already brought his carbon ashram. In other words, he's running in late, he knows he's up against the clock, he's a little bit of a shlamazel, he's a Johnny come lately. He's got all this stuff with him, but he knew well enough, right? He's used to this. Like, he does this every time, right? So he already knows uh, that, that, right, that, that, that he brings the Korban Hashem first. It's like Lahavdil, right? The guys who uh, come late to davening, they, they know the halachas of which Pesuket de Zimra, you know, like the back of their hand. Uh, which ones you could do. So this guy already knows. He brings his carbon ashram first because he knows he's going to have a, uh, he's going to run up against the clock and he's poor enough. Uh, maybe there's a correlation and he's poor enough that later it's just a bird. And so therefore he's just fully organized in his disorganization, right? When it comes to the base of Mikdash and he already brought his carbon ashram. Fine. So the Gemara says, what about the Ola, right? When you say, wait a second, you don't need the carbon Ola. Uh, for Kapara of Hatanya, but Rabbi Shmuel, uh, Broka says that it does, because in a different context that's very relevant to us, the very same Rabbi Shmuel, Binosh, Rabbi Yochan, Broka, Omer, Keshem, Shechataso, Veashama, Meakvenoso, Kach Olasa, Meakvaso. That yes, that he needs to bring the Ola, and he needs the Chatas, and the Ashim, all of that is going to be Meakav for him to have his Kapara, so therefore he also has to bring the, the Ola. And also, don't tell me, don't tell me that he already brought the ashram and he also brought the ola. Just as you said by ashram, right, to, to support, right, Rav Chista, to say that he already brought the korban ashram, don't tell me that he also already brought the ola. Can it be that somebody brings the ola before the chatas? We say that the chatas has to be brought first. Why are we saying first? In other words, if just to teach you that you typically have to bring the chatos before the ola, we don't we don't need that because we already have the pasuk telling you that the ola is brought second. The pasuk literally says that the ola is brought after the chatos. No, but we're learning a more fundamental general principle with regards to the Karma Chatas. What? That anytime you bring an Ola and a Chatas, the Chatas has to, right, come first. And we learn what, if you really knew Kachim, would feel like a huge Chiddush, which is that even if the Chatas that you're bringing is a chicken Chatas, it's going to come before the beef, the beef Ola. Always the Chatas first. Fine. So Gemara says, Amarava, shiny olas mitzara. That what's different here, the answer here is that the olive mitzara is different. The Rahmana Amar, as we turn to the Intestament Bays, at the almost auspicious time of 614 a.m., the He'elah Kvar. Aha. With regards to the mitzara specifically, the term He'elah can be uh, translated as he brought it up, that he already brought the Ola before the Chatas. Wow. 
that he already brought the Ola before the Chatas is a unique aspect of the order of Karbanas of this Mitzorah, who on the eighth day brings an Asham, an Ola, and a Chatas. Well, in our case, he brought the Asham, he brought the Ola already. And then, only then, in this unique exception, he can bring the Chatas afterwards. And so, brought the Asham, brought the Ola, then the Tamit Shobain Arbaim was brought, and now he's bringing a Chatas. Well, according to Rav Chista, the Chatas, if it's a bird, it's okay. And that is the answer to why this could be an actual daily conundrum in the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. Now, just to elaborate, Amalei Rav Shaman Bar Avalar of Papa, right? Rav Papa had a different suggestion. He didn't say that the issue was a bird. Rav Papa said that, no, yeah, even if you brought beef, just throw, throw it on top of the, of the Mizbeach, let it rot, we'll burn it after the Korban Tamit Shel Shachar in the morning. However, says, says Rav Shaman Bar Abba to Rav Papa, who just, you who just said that we're not going to bring the carbon uh, because we already brought the carbon we're just going to throw it and not burn it on top of the Mizbeach right or are we going to do something that might bring the Kohanim to right to air what would be the issue because the Sabri the Yomov also lack we're putting them in a situation right where they might think that it's still the carbonus of the, of that day, right? And therefore they're gonna burn it. And they're gonna burn it after the Talmud shall bain our bain. This, this also, right, light fires up a whole debate about whether the Kohanim can do this on behalf of someone else, right? Okay, Shliach Ladvar Vera, right? We know the idea of, right, a person doing, we learned this in Shabbos, Ridiyas Hapas, right? Can a person who knows Right, Ridiyas Apas means, can a person who knows, Ridiyas Apas was an Isidur Abanan, if you might recall, to take the bread out of the oven. So let's say somebody puts the bread in, uh, right before, uh, right, but it starts baking bread, right, on Shabbos. Well, before it's baked, it's not an Isser. So therefore, you could save your friend by taking the bread out. However, that's an Isidur Abanan. Do you do this Isidur Abanan to avoid your friend's Isidur Orisa? Well, that becomes, uh, relevant here. Do the Karbana, are the Kohanim, right, they're really the ones doing the Avera. Um, are we, but what, but be that as it may, the issue is, how could Rav Papa suggest that we throw the Korban on top of the Mizbech? Now it's a whole jumbled mess, and they don't know what they can and cannot burn, right, because they're not allowed to burn that which was really supposed to be left, that is for the next day. In other words, they're burning everything. Now, Korbanas, which they already did, they're allowed to burn, of course, because those were brought before the Korban, um, right? That, Talmud Shobain are buying. But th- these were not burned yet. So that's a problem. The Gemara answers, it's not really a problem. Amalei, he answered, Rav Papa said, no, Kahanam is reason hate. These guys are pros. They know, they know what's what on the Mizbeach. They're keeping track. They're holding. So because they know... Don't worry, they get it, they understand. So when they see the Johnny come lately, they say, yeah, 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 put it over there. They have a special section for it. They know exactly what's going on where in the Mizbeach. And don't worry, we're not worried about that. That's not the issue. We're not worried about them burning. And Rav Papa's suggestion is not putting the Kohanim in any danger of burning the wrong Korbanas. Okay. Sorry, the Yomi, I mean, these are different, only the Yomorim are done at night. Right. right. So these are different parts of the animals. So why would they... So you're saying, why would they confuse them, Right. So if you say it's just a bloody mess of flesh and blood and all these things, right, it's a pile, so then that's, right, so you can't really separate it out. But they can recognize it. It's not like it's impossible to tell what's what. 
just by looking at it. It's just that you have to be organized, is the point. Right. Very good. So now, Gamar is going to say, okay, so now, like we said, Rapapa is saying that the, that the Korbanas are just left to rot there overnight. So, Amalei Ravashi, Lerv Kahana, Ravamalei Ravuna, Bereda, Vnasan, Lerv Papa, Bahakama, Delo, Mitkare, Murim, as long as the Murim, as aforementioned Murim, the Kama mentioned, as long as they haven't been burned, Kohanim, Lomatsu, Achle, Basar. The Kohanim can't eat their meats yet, right? They're waiting for dinner. The Tanya, Yachol, Yehu, Kohanim, Rashain, Bechazev, Shok, Kodim, Akhtaris, Emurin. You might have thought that they could start eating the pulkies and all the thighs, right, uh, of the shlamim before burning everything, the murim, the common mention. It says in the Pasuk that only after they're maktir, right, the chelev, and they burn the murim, uh, can they eat. Only afterwards can they start eating. So, now, as he's building the question, he asks the following, And until the Kohanim eat, then the Balam Aramis Kapar, we alluded to this earlier, right, that the Pasuk says that that eating of the Kohanim is what is giving Kapar for the right owners. So we see two, like we said before, two very important parts of the Karbanas that are offering Kapar for the owners of the Karban. The one is the, the Dam services, but with these Karbanas specifically, it's the eating of the Kohanim that's causing Kapara for the owners. So then, if that's what is accomplished, and that is when the real Karban is, right? Because after all, that's what we're saying. When is the essence of the Karban taking place? Well, if the real, right, uh, what, what, what are you, right, uh, accomplishing? If you're not going to burn it, then you can't eat it. Right, then you can't eat the other, right, uh, the karbanas, and then what is accomplished? You didn't get any kapara. That was the whole point of bringing this korban. So just throwing it on the mizbeach is, is, is not really effective. It's not following through with any of your objectives. So Amalei, Kevindullah Efshar, Asam Kemishanitmu, Asher Avdu. An incredible chiddish, incredible chiddish, that since you already brought the korban, Tom Shalbain Arabayim, which means that you no longer can burn this korban. It's, in that sense, it's this unintentional, right, Balkarcha, it's this thing that you can't control, that you no longer, it's like an external kind of reason, just like if it became Tameh, or you lost it. So in the case where the Korban became Tameh, or you lost it, you, we still say that you get the Kapara, we still allow the Kohanim to continue to eat. The Tanya, because we learned in the Bryce, Yochol, Nitmur, Emur, Shavdu, sometimes, amazingly, those parts become Tameh, or amazingly, you actually lose it, and therefore, what are we going to do? We're going to say you don't get kapara. We say lo yu kohanim zakain b'chazev shok, or maybe more importantly, kohanim aren't going to eat dinner that night. Talmud lomar vayah chazel aron obanov. From that pasuk, we say mikol makom that no matter what happens, we're going to let them eat, and we're going to let them eat dinner. So if it's something out of your control, so we thought that the only thing that could be out of control is either becomes tummy or you lose it. No, another thing that could be out of out of your control is if the shlamazel who came late, right? has now put the carbon up there after the carbon time has already been brought. That's also considered a situation outside of the control of the Kohanim. And therefore, it is not me'akev, they can eat it. And therefore, the Baal HaKorban does, in fact, get his, his uh, kapara. However, Rav Kahana Rame, Ksiv, Lo Yolin Chelev Chagi Ad Boker. But there's a contradiction. Rav Kahana says... Um, with regards to completing everything before the Korban Tavim Shalbein Arbaim, it says, Ad Boker Hu Delo Yalin. It's only until morning that they can remain unburned. Hakola Laila Kula Yalin. It sounds from that Pasuk that you can, right, um, 
that it can remain, but it has to be burned before the Korban Tamit Shal Shachar. But elsewhere, it says, right, that, that, that you have to complete all the sacrifices, right, on the, on, on that Korban, and not on the Korban Tamit Shal Bein Arbaim. So the Rav Kahana says, now, who most of love, who mefarakla, should need toisru, right? In other words, Rav Kahana asked the question himself, but it was really a rhetorical question. He says the first pasuk is talking about where the fats were left over and the blood was thrown on the, right, the blood was thrown on the Mizbeach before the Tamid. So just finishing up, two more minutes. Rami Lei Rav Safra Lerav, another contradiction. The Psukim Ksiv Lo Yolin Laboka Zevachag Pesach, Laboka Lo Yolin, Hakola Laila Yolin, right? It says that the carbon, that the carbon, Right of the Pesach can't remain until the morning. We say elsewhere right that the olas shabbos b'shabato means that only the shabbos and the yontif can stay on those days overnight, but the olas chol right can't be burnt on shabbos right, and the olas chol can't be burnt on yontif. Well, we have a very specific thing here with the korban Pesach is an, if you have something that's brought. Right, parts of the Korban Pesach that's thrown on the weekday by definition because it's Erev Yantiv, and then how could you burn it that night when it's already Yantiv, when it's already Pesach? So I'm like, that is a very specific case when we're talking that what Erev Yantiv Shachalios B'Shabbos as we have today, because you can't, the fats can't be brought. Uh, those Chalvei Shabbos can be brought on Yantiv. To which Amalei, Mishum the Chalvei Shabbos can be Yantiv. Anan Nekov and Amalei, the high Krab, Arbasa, Shachalios, Beshabasu, Dichsiv. They're going to say that the whole Pasuk is talking about Erev Shabbos, Erev Yantiv, Shachalios, Beshabas, just based on this one conundrum that you have. So the Rav says, Amalei, Shafke, Lekrod, Du, Dachok, Kamok, and Afshe. Don't ask me, ask the Pasuk. The Pasuk itself is Dachok. Incredibly, he's saying that that's how strong the question is. The question of lighting it on Shabbos is so strong that we actually have to modify the Pasuk to a very specific case of Erev Shabbos in order to understand the Pasuk cleanly. And so we arrive at the Mishnah on the bottom of the Testament base.